So, just like the Warriors sweeping the Cavs, I am going to sweep that finals under the rug, mainly because A, LeBron is probably going to lead the Cavaliers, B, really, like, what's there really to talk about? The Warriors swept the Cavs in, in four, and really, teams are gearing up for an arms race, like it's the Cold War. And C, today is a day for the moment of truth. Today is the day to see if your front office guys are delusional or if you guys are truly committed into building something that's great. Call it the next process. Call it the next Golden State Warriors. Today is the day, whether or not you draft the next Kobe Bryant or the next Darko Milicic. Today is the 2018 NBA Draft. I am so excited for this. I'm so excited for this day to come. I am a little nerve-wracked. I cannot watch the draft live because I have work and I get out an hour later. And honestly, today is the day where we see where the pieces line up because this year's draft is so unpredictable because of a wide variety of factors that unlike last year's draft where people were already talking about Lonzo Ball just being a Laker to the Sixers and Celtics switching up their picks yet they take the guys that they've always wanted and you know the Sixers getting fleeced basically to maybe finding a sleeper in Donovan Mitchell this draft is very top heavy this draft is highly unpredictable. This draft is probably the draft for a lot of teams to start rebuilding, to start rebuilding right. This draft is where teams can trade their pick to see if they can get pieces to contend. This draft has it all. You know, it's like a soap opera, a good soap opera, where, you know, it has, <laughs> it has intrigue, it has strategy. It's like the Game of Thrones. It's Game of Zones. It's Game of Zones for this draft. Where people are going to get shot. People are going to get killed. People are going to get stabbed and then resurrected. You know what it is. It is the NBA draft and it is here. And I cannot be any more excited than I am right now. Okay, so... I'm only going to do top 10 because it's top heavy draft. And yes, I know there are guys like Zaire Smith or Grayson Allen, Melo Timble, who is mentally soft. But, you know, I know there are a lot of guys like that. But really, top 10 is what most people are thinking about. So I'm going to just do the top 10 this year. And I, for one, am so excited. Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited. Let's go for number one, the Phoenix Suns. The Suns have a great core. They just hired a new coach, Igor Kakosov. A Kakosov? I cannot pronounce his name, but regardless, there is reason to believe that European superstar Luka Doncic, who is 19 years old, just won a championship, is the youngest MVP in the EuroLeague, is a rising star, just broke up with his girlfriend, might be number one because the coach of the Phoenix Suns used to coach Luka Doncic. But he's not going to be taking number one. You want to know why? Because there is DeAndre Ayton. This guy is a phenom at seven feet tall. He is, he's aggressive. He has an NBA-built body. I think he's, what, 215 pounds? 
This guy is wild. Um, he's a great, great offensive machine. He's a good big man. He's a he's. It's been a long time since we had a great big man. Um, and really, DeAndre Aiden has it all. His uh, defensive instincts might be a little lacking, and I guess the biggest question mark is that his defense. But the offensive game, you know, whether he's running on transition, his sheer size and power and athleticism, it's all there for DeAndre Aiden. He's the consensus number one pick, I would assume so. And unless the Suns really surprise us, I do not believe that he's going to fall any lower. DeAndre Aiden is the number one. He's already signing Phoenix Suns jerseys out here. And honestly, man, as much as I love Luka Doncic, DeAndre Aiden is that guy. Whether whether he's facilitating offense, he could create spacing, he could switch one to five. This kid has it all. He's NBA ready. He, he's he's smart. He's talented, of course. You know, him and Marvin Bagley have been going at it since they were kids. And he's always bested Marvin Bagley. And honestly, man, he is the number one pick. I know. I know. I want Luka to be number one, but... You gotta see that there's some European bias in the world that no one wants the next Darko Milicic. And you gotta give it to Aiden. He's the number one consensus pick. There's no doubt in my mind. The kid's gonna be great. He's gonna be a franchise-changing center. And honestly, yeah, that's that's my choice. I think that's everyone's choice, really. DeAndre Aiden going number one to Suns. There we go. Now, Sacramento is, there's a lot of, there's, in this draft, there's, like I said, there's a lot of intrigue. And with all that, there's a lot of reports that Vlad Divic, their, uh, their, I think their president or owner, he, there, there's a lot of talk about taking him off of Bagley at two. Now, I, I'm a little astounded. Luka Doncic is literally everyone's top two consensus pick. This kid just won a championship. This kid is the EuroLeague's youngest MVP. This kid has been dominating the EuroLeague since he was 16 years old. He started the academy at Real Madrid at 14 years old. I've done my research. All Knicks fans want this kid. If we can't get him, you know, we have other options. But every Knicks fan wants to get him. And I've done my research on this kid. And wow. Um, if the Sacramento Kings really do pass up on Luka Doncic... Welcome, Hawks. I hope you guys don't mess that up, but you know. But without further ado, I think and I believe that the Kings are going to take Luka Doncic. He's a franchise-changing point guard. His ball handling, his basketball IQ, his playmaking in general. Oh man, he's great. He could find. He could. He could drag defenses on him. You know, he might like go up to a. Uh, to the uh, wing, and you know, defenses are going to start huddling in on him. Then he just an, does an over the top pass right on the other side of the wing and basically just gives it to the open man, gets a, his three, his uh, shooter open. Bang! This kid, he's getting so many comparisons to Chris Paul, to I guess you could say even Joe Johnson, too. Joe Johnson was a great player, by the way. Do not, do not, do not put his name with a stain. Luka Doncic is number two, unless the Kings screw it up, because there has been talks that they might not take him. But that's mine. So we got Aiden at one, Doncic at two. Who's going number three? And this is where it gets iffy, because really, um, 
I, the Hawks are really rebuilding. They fired Mike Budenholzer, and um, I'm I'm a little surprised about what the Hawks could do. But for number three, I believe they're gonna take Marvin the Bag Bagley the third. Marvin Bagley the third. There's some questionable things about him. Um, I know I didn't talk about Luca's downsides. I'm just so high on the guy, you know, giving you a pack of Sour Patch Kids. You know, I'm just that high on Luka Doncic. But if we're talking about downsides, Luka Doncic does need to lose a little more weight. And there's unathletic concerns about him. But regardless, the bags, the bags, I guess, whole shtick is that his weaknesses, it's kind of questionable in that he might be more like he's explosive. He's so explosive in terms of coming off the ground and being a great rim protector. That's how good Marvin Bagley III is. But one of the main concerns is that he he might not have the best post moves. Um, perimeter defense is also slightly a problem, but nonetheless, uh, the kid, he can shoot. He can shoot decently. Uh, he creates great spacing. He could switch. A lot of teams can use Marvin Bagley's assets and tools. I think he's going to be an all-star in the future. And really, um, what else can I say? I I do love Bagley. He looks like a fun guy to hang out with and drink a beer. And honestly, I would not be surprised if the Hawks pass up on him. But I will be surprised if he doesn't go in the top five. But Marvin Bagley is my choice for the Atlanta Hawks. He's a good piece. He's he's honestly, I think he could be a franchise star, honestly. But time will tell if that is the case. So we're gonna go with number four, and number four has a whole lot of movement, a whole lot of talk, namely because the Memphis Grizzlies for some reason still want to contend, and they have Marcus All still, they have Mike Conley still, and they didn't even trade Tyreek Evans. What's up with that? Regardless, there's a lot of talks about trying to get rid of Chandler Parsons' contract and the number four pick and trading down to get, from what I've been hearing, um, Mikael Bridges for some reason. But regardless, a lot of teams have been asking for a trade, you know, from the Clippers who want to trade two of their picks to get to four to, you know, the Knicks even to Charlotte. I've been hearing it all. But there's nothing substantive that's coming. It might happen right before the draft starts. It might not. We'll we'll have to see. But really, who I think the Memphis Grizzlies might take if they hold on to the pick. They need a guy that's going to help them out immediately. A guy that's not really giving you a franchise altering star. And that they're still trying to contend. So they, you know, they're not going to go for like that full rebuild at all. Jaron Jackson Jr. JJJ, Triple J, is their man. This kid um, on ESPN's uh, Draft Express, he's number three. I'm putting him at four because he has more tools and assets to help out the Memphis Grizzlies. And really, this kid, he there's some concerns about how well he could do offensively in the league. He doesn't have a good certain post-up move. And he has great physical assets. He's a great rim protector. Great rim protector. And he has a more NBA-ready body. He had 5.5 blocks and uh, 1.1 steals per 40. Honestly, he seems more um, 
capable, but he has gone into foul troubles. He had six fouls per 40. And that's that's not a great that's not a great stat line. And he only had 15.2 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton comparatively had 21.7% in re- rebounds. And uh, he's true, he's true, he could shoot, he could shoot, but like he's not that consistent, honestly. But really, uh, he's he's more NBA capable. He's more NBA ready for the Memphis Grizzlies. They do hold on to the pick. And who knows what happens with the fourth pick, but I think Jaron Jackson Jr., if the Memphis Grizzlies stay the course, keep their pick, they're going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. I won't be surprised, though, if Jaron Jackson slides up or down, but time will tell. We'll learn tonight. But we're going with number five now. Five is the Dallas Mavs. And, wow, okay, so... Last year, they got the explosive point guard in Dennis Smith Jr. A lot of Knicks fans wanted him, but I'm personally fine with Frank. And really, um, this year, they have the fifth pick, and there's a lot of talk that Mo Bamba, the 7'10", record-breaking NBA combine, wingspan, this guy is a freak athlete. This guy, if he fills out more in terms of muscularity, that's not a word, but if he fills out more, he's going to be a freak. Combine that with the explosiveness of Dennis Smith Jr., Mavs are, have solid building blocks. Now, I think Mo Bamba could be a franchise star. I'm being honest with you. I'm expecting Mo Bamba to be a franchise star. I, he has the physical assets. And honestly, I don't see any anyone else having the highest potential upside than him, and it's been reported that so many times that Mo Bamba has the highest physical upside. Um, I'm going with Mo Bamba. <laughs> really, this kid's a, he he's freakish athleticism and with his length is insane. He could run the transition. He could shoot. He creates spacing for them. Like really, Dallas is crazy not to take Mo Bamba. Um, I Mo Bamba wants to be that third pick. Really, he said to himself, and I think he could go up to three. But really, I'm hoping Dallas takes him. Mo Bamba's my fifth guy for the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm hoping for a Mo Bamba. He's one of my favorites in this draft. So, we got down to the top five. I mean, we went through the top five. We're down to the bottom five. And, oh man, this is where things get so interesting. So, before I even get into it, I'm going to be talking about... Two of the more controversial draft prospects. And honestly, a lot of people are just, a lot of people are debating on like what's going to happen and who's going to be drafted. Because there are a lot of guys that have been moving up in this draft in the top 10 that were tweeners, you know? Shy Gilgis, Alexander, and then Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker's being tied as the next Donovan Mitchell, a sleeper. Shy Gilgis is getting comparisons with Victor Oladipo actually and it, it's frightening that like those guys can move to the top 10 but two of the more controversial guys that I'm going to be talking about right now before I even get into the bottom five <coughs> is Trey Young and I, I mean everyone knows who this one is Michael Porter Jr. MPJ now first about Trey Young is that 
he's he's touted as a next Steph Curry. And honestly, I can see why. He ta- he drains half court shots. He he had he had a great f- starting like half of the, his college season. He really shot up at draft boards because of his like comparisons to Steph Curry with his handles, with his passing, with his especially his shot accuracy. The kid, he's like Steph Curry, but he has horrible, horrible intangibles. His workouts are not doing him any favors, especially, I mean, I cover the Knicks a lot. His workouts with the Knicks, it was pretty bad, and a lot of people have him falling out of the top 10. But really, I think he, a lot of people have been saying he has boomer bust potential, and I believe he does have boomer bust potential. But a lot of teams will take that chance of, Boom or bust. You know, it's always a chance with these prospects. But I think he has one of the more boomer bust potentials in terms of the league. In terms of this draft. He could be great or he could not do well. And I'm leaning towards he might be a solid player, but he won't live up to the hype. But that's my stance on Trey Young. Um, now with Michael Porter Jr., this kid, he had a spine surgery at 19 years old. He has a herniated disc. And yes, um, this guy, this guy, when he was in high school, he's a top three prospect. Th- that's a little insane. And now, like, a lot of teams are being cautious about this kid because of the fact that he had to cancel a lot of his pro-am days. He he couldn't really practice as much. He only played, like, two games at Missouri. He was originally committed to Washington, by the way. Um, the kid could shoot. He could play. He could shoot. His handles are a little iffy. I will say that. And he could stand to get better, like, in terms of his body. But it's his health is what really is weighing him down. The superstar potential is there. And any team that takes him is taking a huge risk in taking MPJ. And a lot of people, if he does become that good, they're going to limit, like, oh, man, we should have took blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, Vlad Divek wanted to get um, Donovan Mitchell with the 12th pick. But, you know, that didn't happen. And the Jazz stolen. So a lot of people are expecting MPJ to either slide out because the injury concerns or go up as high as five. So yeah, um, those are the more controversial draft uh, prospects. And let's just start off with number six, the Orlando Magic. A lot of people have them picking, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, or even Lonnie Walker. But... And a lot of people are saying this too, and I agree with them. That's why I'm having him at six. Trey Young. Now, for the aforementioned reasons that I just said that Trey Young is boomer bust potential, I think the Magic are going to take a chance on that. They need something <laughs> to really work out. Because honestly, I have no idea what the Magic are doing. They've been in purgatory for a long time, ever since Dwight Howard left. And I really hope their player development doesn't screw this one up as well. Because... Really, they need something to happen. I think Trey Young could be that franchise-altering star, or he could be the biggest bust. That's why I think the Orlando Magic are going to take Trey Young. And he's this kid. He's he could be good. He could be not. He's a he's like probably the most wild card in, in aspect. Uh, I don't know what else I can really say about Trey Young. He his. He didn't really show up that well in terms of his measurements. And, 
I don't know what else I can say. He's boomer bust. That's all I can really say. And I'm not even impressed by him. I'm not buying into the hype at all. And I guess that's one of the reasons why it's kind of clouding my judgment. So that's that's on me, I guess. But if he does turn out to be good, woe is me. If he doesn't, then yay is me. But yes, Orlando Magic at number six. Take Trey Young. So there's there's my pick for the Orlando Magic. And the Chicago Bulls are next. And Chicago Bulls, they're trying to rebuild. They got lucky with that Jimmy Butler trade with um, the Timberwolves. And really, uh, they got uh, Laurie McConnell for that draft pick. And they have Zach Levine, who honestly I still has potential. I still think he has potential to really like live up to those expectations. And they also have Chris Dunn, who I, you know, I think was doing all right. I haven't really watched a lot of Bulls games, but the front office really it's kind of like struggling in a sense. And at number seven, I, I don't know. I think they take a shot at Michael Porter Jr. I think Michael Porter Jr. is the guy that's going to try to be their new Derrick Rose. Going to be that try to be that franchise-altering player that's going to help them get out of that purgatory. They're going to take that risk because Michael Porter Jr., if he's healthy, he's going to be a star. He's going to be a superstar because of his scoring potential. Because of how well he can facilitate an offense. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be that guy. If they don't take Michael Porter Jr., I won't even be that like upset. I won't even be that surprised because of the fact that injury concerns are a biggest thing. But I can see the Bulls taking him. I could see, I can see them also taking Wendell Carter Jr. You know, Wendell Carter Jr. is a solid piece. He, he's, I, he's going to be like a rotational guy in my opinion. Um, he can shoot. He's a good center. Um, He's decent at defense, but really he doesn't he lacks the motor to really like run like to really push himself and I could see him being a solid pick for the Chicago Bulls. So yeah, it's between Michael Porter Jr. and Boomer Bus or Wendell Carter. And really that's who I think the Chicago Bulls are gonna take because oh, with Michael Porter Jr. it's a whole nother ball game if he actually does well. I think the Bulls are willing to risk it, but you you have to see you you really have to see because Michael Porter Jr. is just the is like probably the biggest question mark. He's literally the biggest question mark right now in this draft, and I have to say, I'm not sure if I would take him if I was a GM. That that's how unsure I am. So yeah, you either go big or you go home. That's. That's what I think with the Chicago Bulls. But now, for now, this is an interesting one, just like the Memphis Grizzlies pick. With the eighth pick, the Cavaliers, who have still have no idea which LeBron James is going to do in this offseason because he might leave, he might stay. You know, honestly, I think LeBron, he, he could stay. There's like a good enough chance for him to stay, but I also believe that it's predicated on what LeBron does on like what LeBron does. It's predicated on that, on who the Cavs draft. 
If Trey Young slips, I think they can get Trey Young to the Cavaliers if LeBron stays. But if LeBron doesn't stay, I think it's really between um they want a bonafide star, they want some guy to build around if LeBron um, leaves and I think if MPJ is not taken at that point, I think the Cavaliers take a chance on him. They they have to fill that star hole somewhere. And the reason why I say it's interesting is that I'm not even 100% sure on this pick because of the fact that it's not because it's Michael Porter Jr. It's because of the fact that there have been rumors now that the Cavaliers are trying to trade for Kemba Walker. Charlotte Hornets are shopping Kemba Walker and the 11th pick. And I think it could happen, you know? I think Kemba Walker could go to the Cavs. And I think that the Cavaliers might trade down to the 11th pick and get Kemba Walker. So I'm not sure about any of this on the 8th pick. Because a trade might happen. LeBron might leave. LeBron might stay. They might take Trey Young or they might trade down or they might take Michael Porter Jr. They need someone to get in their seats and whether it's Kemba Walker or a young rising star like Trey Young or Michael Porter Jr. really... That, like, it, it's so uncertain, but honestly, the Cavaliers are going to go for a star power regardless, because once, because I think, regardless, they need a star to fill up those seats, it's, it's Cleveland, like, come on, man, who's really going to stay there, but, I think, I know I say Chicago should take Michael Porter Jr., but my bona fide statement is that, number six, um, Trey Young, number seven, Wendell Carter Jr., number eight, Michael Porter Jr. That's that's my final statement on this. Like I said, the eighth pick, it's it's a little messy right now, and it's predicated on what LeBron decides and whatever happens next. It's like dominoes falling. But with that being said, my favorite team. Oh, man, being a Knicks fan is hard, but it shows you loyalty, you know? I'm pretty sure a lot of Knicks fans will agree that loyalty is the name of the game in being a Knicks fan. Loyalty is the name of the game for an NBA fan. Now, I hate bandwagon fans, and I feel bad for those OG Warrior fans who sucked, like, the Warriors, for the Warriors for 41 years. Hey, but hey, it could be worse. You could be an Orlando Magic fan, or even Cleveland Browns fan. But nonetheless, we are at the ninth pick. This is where a lot of my research was dedicated towards. This is where I am debating furiously between who we should take. And this is where I make my stand right now. I am the Rebels and I'm hoping, you know, everyone else is the Empire. I'm hoping we do right and not just make a crapshoot of another like trilogy of just wasting potential. You see what I did there with Star Wars jokes? Anyways, with the ninth pick, the New York Knicks select, in my own opinion, is Kevin Knox. What? Yes, Kevin Knox is my man for the Knicks. This kid, he could score from anywhere. This kid is lengthy. He has a nine-inch standing reach. He's 6'9 for his height, and he has a 7 inch wingspan this kid is exactly what we're looking for the defensive there's question marks on the defensive potential but I don't think it's going to be even that bad because mainly because 
positionless basketball. That's what we're going for. And he could switch from the... I know he's not a true wing. And I know, I know, Knicks fans, that we need a wing. We desperately need a wing. And I understand that completely. But what we need more than a wing, in my own opinion, we need scoring potential. We need a second guy that could score alongside Chris Porzingis. We need a guy that could get us buckets. Because I know you could say we have Trey Burke. You could say we have Michael Beasley. These guys, they're not going to stay there. Tim Hardaway Jr., he's the third scoring option at best. And he tried being a second option. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't be consistent. He got hurt. And I think that's why we take a gamble. Not even a, It's not even a big gamble at this point. Kevin Knox is one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft because of the potential that's there. He could be a two-way prospect at one point. He already could shoot so much. He This kid, this guy, he... I'm just really high on him. I'm truly high on Kevin Knox. And I know, I'm debating this back and forth. Mikhail, who is an explosive, athletic wing. A guy who could really help space the floor. And who's a great lockup defender. But if reports are to believe that Ian Bagley report that like Ian Bagley says that Kevin Knox impressed the Knicks in his one-on-one workout against Miles Bridges, and the fact that Fitzdale called Kevin Knox's father asking him how he would be in a locker room fit, Kevin Knox is—I guarantee you—he's going to be a sleeper in the draft. The kid's going to score points. He's going to get buckets. His defensive traits. The physical tools are there. The physical tools are there. And he could space the four. He's more of a four, but he could play the three too. And he's not a true wing player, and I understand that. And I know people want Mikael so bad. But man, honestly, I've been really thinking about it. Mikael is 21 years old. He's more NBA ready, and he just won a championship with Nova. And I understand it completely. He's more NBA ready, and he thinks he could be a great compliment to Porzingis. And I understand that. I wouldn't be mad about that pick, to be honest. I wouldn't even be mad. I would think that's, oh, okay, that's logical. But with Kevin Knox, you have untapped scoring potential. You have un... No, you have tapped scoring potential, but you know what I mean. But you have untapped defensive potential with his length. We're going for lengthy long boys here. You see what the front office is doing? We're trying to facilitate defense with offense. But the fact that we need a legitimate scorer that's going to be here long-term, that's going to be paired with KP... We're looking for more two-way prospects. We're looking for guys that, who are unselfish. And he is unselfish. Kevin Knox is unselfish. And really, I genuinely believe that Kevin Knox is going to be this guy that, that is really going to be a great piece for us. He has something special about him. I could just feel it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Woe is me. Woe is me. I, I have a good feeling. I truly do. I think the front office feels something too. And with all that's being said, I wouldn't be sad. I wouldn't be mad if we go for Mikhail. I will be shocked if Michael Porter Jr. falls and we get him. And I know that's a possibility too, but I'm just not feeling Michael Porter. I'm really not. It's not that I'm not feeling him, it's just that I'm scared. And be such a classic Knicks move, getting a prospect who's boomer bust, and when he doesn't turn out right, 
everyone's gonna be laughing at us and I don't want that and I think Kevin Knox is this guy where it's between safe a guy that has high ceiling really versus you know we go for Mikael who has a lower ceiling but a safer floor but honestly I don't think we could go wrong with Kevin Knox I truly do not believe so and right now I'm running a poll on Twitter which you can follow me at Benchwarmer Post on Twitter and I'm very active on Twitter you know I post everything and I have 163 votes on this poll which has like 23 hours left and I'm asking on Draft Express's post about you know what the Knicks are going to do and I ask who should the Knicks draft I tell everyone and I'm telling this right now Kevin Knox he is KD scoring potential like I said, a 9-inch standing reach, 7-inch wingspan, and he knows how to shoot like KD. He can shoot from anywhere. And the four choices I gave for these voters, which is still going on, by the way, 45% so far have been going for Kevin Knox. 26% go for Mikael Bridges. And if Michael Porter Jr. does come and fall down to us, 25% go for him too. And I put Lonnie Walker there because I do think Lonnie Walker is going to be good as well. 4% go for Lonnie Walker. And really, I think Knicks fans should just put their faith in the free front office. And I think if the reports are true, Kevin Knox is our guy. And up until like a week ago, I thought Mikael Bridges was our guy. But I'm looking more and more to Kevin Knox. This dude is fantastic. He's he's Their potential is there. You know, and unselfish, unselfish big men are very good. Unselfish big men that can score are very good. Unselfish big men that are that can shoot and have defensive tools, extremely good. We're gonna have a lengthy team. We're gonna have like a really lengthy team, and I think that's what the front office is looking for. And I don't think it's going to come to a shock to anyone looking back on this. If we do, tr- if we do get Kevin Knox, that you know the front office knows what they're doing and that we're heading towards the right direction. So, Knicks fans, my choice for number nine is Kevin Knox. And with that being said, let's head into the final top ten pick, number ten. The Philadelphia Sixers are currently trying to trade up with who, whatever assets they have. And I think they could do it, to be honest. But I don't know who would they give up. Would they give up Markel Fultz to move up? I truly don't know. But what I'm curious about is that if they don't, are they going to move back? Are they going to stay where they are? The Clippers are... I mean, well, no, my God, not the Clippers. The Sixers... They're contending, and they want some guy that's NBA-ready. They, they should have a wing player, and they're kind of hoping that Mikael Bridges doesn't dip. and doesn't dip too early. And I believe that they're going to take Mikael Bridges if he doesn't go out sooner. If the Knicks don't take him, I think the Sixers will. If the Cavs don't take Mikael, yes, there's been rumors that. Cavs might take Mikael. Then I think the Sixers are going to take him. He's an experienced player. 
he fits their um, timeline and he honestly could be a very he could be good with the 76ers who are already in contention for the playoffs I think that's who the Sixers take they need a wing player and if they don't get LeBron they have Mikael to work on and Mikael is explosive he can shoot the three he's he's honestly apparently the ultimate 3 and D guy he can lock up defenders he's he's athletic as hell and that's why I say, you know, I'm not going to be mad if the Knicks take him. But really, he's more NBA-ready than most prospects. He won a chip with Nova. I think he fits the 76ers' mold. And, yeah, if they don't move up or down or, you know, trade it away, I think that's who the 76ers should take. That's who I think should be the top 10, you know. Aiden at 1. Donacic at 2. Bagley at three. Four is Jaron Jackson Jr. Five, Mo Bamba. Six, Trey Young, which is still a gamble. Seven, seven, I believe it's going to be Mike. Oh, wow. Wendell Carter Jr. Eight, I think it's going to be. It's still iffy to me, but I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be their guy. Nine, Kevin Knox. 10, Mikael Bridges. That's my top 10. That is the bench warmer post mock draft. All right? Now, there's so many rumors going on right now. There's like a rumor that Atlanta really wants Trey Young. And if they take Trey Young with three, I am just going to be astounded and rebounded because, oh my God, why would you do that, Atlanta Hawks? You guys are just. You guys are going for that boomer bust potential, aren't you? I mean. It's it's a stretch, guys. It's a stretch. Um, I'm just really. Why would they? Why would they want him? I at three, at three. Um, apparently to Jonathan Gavoni right now. Uh, the Bulls are reportedly exploring the possibility of moving up to four or five. Um, they want guys like Mo Bamba to really help him out if Jaron Jackson and Bamba and Carter are gone. Michael Porter Jr. is a name that you can hear. And if the Bulls, like I said, they could get Michael Porter Jr., but I'm not sure about it. That's why, you know, that's between Wendell Carter Jr. and Porter for the Bulls. But that's what I'm thinking. And uh, really, this draft is so unpredictable. Um, I don't think I'm going to get anything right. I No, I do think I'm going to get some of these right. But... I'm not sure. A lot of things are going to happen tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. NBA Draft is here, guys. I am so excited. I'm truly excited about what's going on like with the draft. Marvin Bagley third might go two, actually. So, you know, crazy things will happen. Crazy things will happen. Um, I know, I know, I I know. People will notice that I left out Colin Sexton out, or really uh, Shy Gilligas or Lonnie Walker, who I think is gonna be good. I think Shy's gonna be great as well. But um, Zaire Smith is there. Grayson Allen is being scouted by the Celtics right now, so it's it's. We'll see what happens, you know. I want to see who moves up and who moves down. And really, 
I'm hoping that this draft is going to be good. I'm hoping that some trades happen. I'm hoping that the Knicks do not shoot themselves in the foot. I am hoping that Obama goes to a good team, to a good team of the front office that's capable. I'm hoping that Luka Doncic goes to a good team. And those are the guys to really watch. Um, but without further ado, this is the uh, Bench Warmers post special edition 2018 NBA mock draft. And there you have it my top 10 Aiden, Luka, Bagley, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mo Bamba, Trey Young, Wendell Carter Jr., Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Knox, and Mikael Bridges. That is my top 10, and hope you guys enjoy the draft. I will see you guys sooner than later, so take care. This is me signing out, so peace out.